do it. It's bongloads and bullshit back again for a very weed specific episode, a flower episode, if you will. I'm here joined as always with my good man, Uncle Dig from the Backseat Chronicles. Pew, 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 finger guns. Uncle Dig just put out a really cool, he's put out more since than I believe, but he had a really good like history of joints on the show that I listened to recently. And y'all should check that out. First things first, just getting that promotion out the way because it is good or I wouldn't say it. Yeah, listen to the Bagseed Chronicles. It's the esoteric cousin of this show a little bit. Not really, kind of. The spiritual, <laughs> the spiritual cousin. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I'm it. Uncle Dig, and this is Evan, and you are listening to Bong Loads and BS. And you can follow us, mostly Evan, at Bong Loads and BS. You can also follow him individually at Bong Loads BS. Evan, if you want to hear more shit and less posting... And if you want to follow me and watch me goof around in the garden and sometimes takes pictures of chickens and bong rips, you can follow me at Uncle Dig. Uncle Dig. And it's a good one. He's actually got the weed content where I'm like, one day I'm like raging about the cops. And then the next day I'm showing you a cute video of my cat. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's not good to follow me on Insta. I sometimes rage about the cops Mm. on my podcast, but I don't think my listeners like it. (laughs) It's weird how it's uh, well, I'm not I'm not going to detract because I was almost going to get into the cop thing to start the show. I'm going to stop myself and I'm going to point out a very nice comment real quick before we get into the main meat of the show from a dude from Reddit called Wavy Chief. He commented on one of our YouTube videos and he said this show has super solid production values for something with low views, which first, thanks for the fucking kind word. We work hard on this and like we want to put out a good product. So thank you. I did want to let you all know the YouTube channel is kind of like the side thing where if you want to stare at our ugly mugs where we talk, you can. Or if I put together a video or like a special project, you could see the video of it. But the podcast is really the main shit. So just so everybody's aware at the beginning of the show, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., and just listen to us. And if you're listening on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, fucking Chartable, any, I don't think Chartable's actually, anyway, any of those We're places. even on Stitcher, motherfuckers. We're even on Stitcher, motherfuckers. You can come around and check out the YouTube and subscribe if you want. It's all basically the same shit, just one's got video. So now you know. And uh, with that, Dig, what are you smoking? More, you know, oh, I am smoking on some Afghan. Ooh. And before before that, so I, I grew this Afghan other flower. Um, you can see pictures of it on my Instagram if you want. Yes. Um, and you could hear about it on my podcast. But anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's this lovely little auto flower that I grew and I harvested in like April or May, I think. And so I've been smoking on that. It's a very potent, it's a nice like indica leaning hybrid. Some people say it has a sativa bent to it. Mm-hmm. I would tend to disagree, but to each their own um i think i, really I recall seeing it. some sativa strains with afghan in the name actually now that you say that like i think white widow is considered a sativa and it's got afghan heritage i believe i could be talking out of my ass some weed fan is probably listening to this right now and going you are so wrong so i afghans in a lot of things mm-hmm. uh it it kind of as far as i understand i'm not a breeder but when you breed with afghan it can uh give you some uh what do you call it? Ruggedness. What's the, what's the plant term? What's the like, like hardiness? Yes. Hardiness. The biology term for plants being tough is hardiness. Mm. It can impart some hardiness to whatever genetics you're working with. I, I think is how you would say it scientifically. Uh, although you're not a breeder that immediately leads me to a question. Maybe you can answer. Has any breeder ever endeavored to put together all of the most finicky, like 30% chance to die. But if you get it through, it's the best smoke you've ever had smokes, all those traits into one plant that you literally have to stare at constantly in order to keep alive. But then it's a really good smoke at the end. Someone should throw your, you in a furnace for saying that. Cause someone's going to make it. No, <laughs> I, 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 so, cause like, 
Because like there are some strains that can be kind of finicky or that don't Jack produce Hill. a large volume of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, some like uh, a perfect example of that. I hear uh, the original Skittles cut right. is, is very like popcorn nuggy and can be kind of finicky. Um, I actually know someone who's growing that right now. Uh, right uh, I just interviewed uh, Higher Peaks from uh, Oregon Rooted, which is another podcast that's based out of Oregon here. Right. And he's growing a Skittles cut. So that's that's interesting. But that's one of those ones that's not going to yield as high and no matter what you do. Um, and some of the like pure land race sativas can be a little spindly. I tend mm. not to grow plants that are, are super... Um, difficult the only cultivar that was maybe a little more difficult um to harvest that i liked working with was thin mint girl scout cookies which is which is which is a specific thin mint phenotype of the original girl scout cookies and it puts out like larfier bud which it does and so some people don't like trimming it but it is it is an excellent uh, indica leaning Girl Scout cookie smoke. I think it's one of the best. If you ever get a, get your hand on some Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies that's grown correctly, you should definitely pick that up, in my opinion. I'll keep my eye out for that. That's interesting. I, I've got a cookie strain today myself, and this actually comes with a little bit of a story. Um, or cultivar or whatever. I always get that shit mixed up. So I was, I had to be lazy this week because I got a lot of shit going on. I just went to a better bud and I was just going to get some flour from them, even though it's kind of cheating at this point because they're so close and shit. And uh, lo and behold, walking into the dispensary, there was a big ass, they've got a door where like the, all the vendors that they work with put, uh, puts a sticker on, put a sticker on. Um, and lo and behold, there was a craft cannabis company sticker on the door at a better bud yesterday. And immediately my heart jumped up because I, I, I didn't want to let myself think that they had craft weed there. Their weed's good, but like craft is like a brand in Oklahoma that like I really like. And if we had a craft here, I would be spending way too much money on flour because I really like craft shit. Uh, lo and behold, walking into the dispensary. Yes, a better bud is now selling certain strains from craft, including um, what I got some Mandarin cookies. I got an eighth of that from craft it's 17.66 percent thc 1.92 percent terps i trust this because craft does good business and actually cares about its bud but i did not get the terp info because i'm a forgetful bastard and there you have it i'm glad you're enjoying that how are you consuming that today oh i've got something else too i announced this on the insta but i don't know if i ever put it on the show i got the fly out oh nice awesome awesome i don't know what is this like two foot probably i'm gonna back up so you can see probably a foot and a half Probably 18 inches to a foot. Oh, yeah. That's a nice, nice size piece, man. It's Tsunami. I love Tsunami's glass. They make good shit. And their grinders are like top of the notch for Keith Collection. So I'm going to rip into this now and see what happens. <laughs> Time it's to funny that Evan busted out his, uh, his, his like designer glass, as it were. Because I actually have right here a 2014 special k piece special k is a uh, popular glass brewer based out of eugene oregon oh man you got that fancy shit back uh back in the smoking okies days blake and i would compare uh items to uh types of rarity i t- gear of rarity certain rarity and wow and what you would have would be like a blue drop and i would have a <coughs> mine would just be something that you find in a chest off a regular mob it's nice but it's not special yours is special so it gets a blue name none of this means anything to you because you don't follow the craft Oh, this bong has a name. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's named Narcissa. 
Um, Respect. Yeah, be- <laughs> because it looks like a, I think it looks like with the with the like way that he's imprinted stuff on the outside of this bong. I think it looks kind of like leaves in a pond. A little bit. So I think of oh. the, the pond that like Narcissus like uh, was looking into that turned him like he looked into until he starved to death or whatever, because he thought he was so beautiful or whatever. Right. I don't remember exactly what happened to him because <laughs> um, he was so beautiful. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, I but I named it Narcissus <laughs> and we can talk about this. Um, yeah. Are bongs like girls? Because I kind of name all my bongs girl names right. like a boat. But like, <laughs> is that like across the board? Does anyone have like a named a bong named like Bartholomew? And they're a dude, like, I, or does it? Is it like? Is it like if you're, <clears throat> if you're a gay dude, or all your bongs like boys now? Because I, I heard women on Instagram call their bongs like boy names. Boy names, interesting. So when a woman gets a boat, does she name it a boy name? I don't know. <clears throat> or all like, boats women? Like I don't know. Because like that's what I thought. All boats are girls. But is that like backwards thinking? Is that like not like? I do not know. Yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about flour today, right, right. consumption methods, and a little bit about like maybe how to pick up some flour, what's good about it, its advantages, its disadvantages as a consumption method. Yeah, the flour episode. Yes. Now, of course, when we're talking about flour, we're talking about the flowers or buds of the cannabis plant dried and then in general inhaled in some way we're not really going to get into edibles too much today because i think edibles are kind of their own thing yes and i've got a whole show for that for y'all when that time comes (laughs) so flour is my favorite way to consume uh cannabis bar none just in general like i i'll take a flour over concentrates almost every time I have flour vaporizers i have bongs i have pipes i have papers uh, I I even have a hookah. Like any way that you can think of to smoke flour, with probably the exception of an actual chillum, I have in my house right now. Uh, the the, the chillum's interesting that you say that. Um, the chillum is one thing that I, I've probably got like a shitty plastic one. That's that's basically like the glass joint, right? It's uh, <clears throat> it's like it's like it's a tube. Mm. That's like a straight tube that you put weed in the end of, and then you use like a cloth as a filter, and you like, and then another oh. person is like lighting it up. It's a very, it's like uh, the shaman in India smoke out of chillums. Okay, I was thinking. You know of what I'm talking else, about? Yeah, yeah. I think I do know. I'm having a hard now. time describing it. It's not like I would do it. I just feel like it's a method that you need to be taught. And I would like, like, if so, if someone busted one out and wanted to teach me how to use it, I'd be down to use it. But it's not something I'm going to buy until I use one and want one. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would, I would kind of feel the same way about a hookah. Like, I would like to have one around it. I've got a, I've got a friend who does smoke hookah, and I've kind of learned how to do it from them. But, like, I would definitely want to learn how to do it a little more just out of, like, functional curiosity before I had one. And with the chillum, you might also have that, like, spiritual respect angle, too, on top of that, I guess. But, yeah. And that that is kind of the thing with flour. It can be unlike dabs, which we'll get into on another episode too. Dabs are always kind of a complex pain in the ass to like gather all the pieces that you need and to to really get things like together that you need just to consume it the right way. 
with with flour it can be really complex if you want you can have a whole crazy complex desktop vaporizer set up that straight fucking heats the weed up without catching it on fire so all the thc vaporizes and you can inhale it like any new users listening that's what people do whenever they do the thing you can smoke it out the can like uncle dig there's literally like you could literally make it like if i if i had nothing else i could smoke weed out of this dr pepper can like it, it's it's really easy to consume flour. In fact, I have smoked weed out of a Dr. Pepper can before. Yes. Um, I don't recommend it as a primary method. No. But you know, if you want to, go for it. I've heard you, that uh, shit causes Alzheimer's, but I don't know if that's true. I I generally think you probably shouldn't be smoking out of metal. Fair. Ceramics probably fine, depending on how you're using it. Right. Um, glass is preferable. And let's talk. Let's go ahead and talk about materials you can make to yeah. make your to wrap your flower in this <laughs> right so let's talk first about pipes mm. pipes are the oldest way of smoking like i mean the only, the only way that's probably older is like like a chillum like sticking plant matter in the end of a hollow tube and lighting it on fire right the og high knife very what I said the OG hot knife, but I wasn't right. Right. But like, but like, I think the first, I think it's technically the first way people smoked. And this is tobacco, probably not cannabis is, is they would just pile it on a fire Mm -hmm. and then pull a tent over them. And you can hear about that method on uh, episode 13 of the bag seat chronicles, howling Scythian stoned, but um, the Scythians used to get high under a blanket in a fire pit. But, um, you, people, oh, pipe is generally the oldest, like, accoutrement that's specialized to smoke cannabis or tobacco out of, okay? Um, and people have been smoking pipes for almost as long as people have been smoking in some form, whether it's with cannabis or tobacco. And now, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, I was, I was curious if you knew. I know that, that, and I actually put this in the notes. They thought that cannabis is thought to have come uh, around 28 million years ago from the Eastern Tibetan Plateau. Is tobacco thought to be older than that? Well, t- tobacco's or, okay. So I'm, two I'm, questions. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Tobacco is not. Um, what's the be- what's the better term? I, it's a clo- new world and old world or colonial terms. So what shall we say? Pre-Columbian exchange. Okay. Tobacco only existed in north america okay so 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 cannabis is from pre-columbian exchange did not exist in north america it only existed on the european and asian continents okay so does that make sense for everyone so now what happened is when 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 columbus when i'm talking about the columbian exchange i'm talking about the exchange of plant material and diseases and technology Mm -hmm. from the European Asian quote old world, which is a bad term. We don't use it, but I'm poorly educated and don't know the correct term for the, uh, we'll we'll say North and South America. That works North and South America. So like potatoes, right? Right. That's from North and South America. That was not a European plant tomatoes. You're welcome, Italy. Right. Okay. So like, and then of course, uh, some people believe actually syphilis a oh, gift wow. from a gift from North America to Europe. I mean, it had to start uh, somewhere. Right. Well, they think it started in North America, but we're not sure. And now we're finding out that some of that might've been racist 
theory and it might right. have been some French sailors from Asia's. We don't know, right? It's been <laughs> years. Um, they have a better idea of where plague started than where syphilis started. But anyway, anyway, so sorry. We're, we're tired. <laughs> this is an adult program, sir. This is it not is a family program. Like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you, know, you know what else? Uh, potatoes, cannabis, tobacco, syphilis. Um, <laughs> the four food no, groups. But, but right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So when that happened, and I don't know that um, anyone was carrying cannabis um, on Columbus's ship, but what they did have was hemp rope. Right. So hemp was probably being cultivated to some degree in in North and South America post-Columbian exchange just in order to uh, satisfy the needs of the nascent shipping industry. Right. Which is the way people traveled before planes, children. Those big boats where you could get scurvy and shit. That that sounds like, and I'm not going to detract to Joe too far, but being on a boat for months at a time, and like I, that would be hell. I couldn't do it, dude. Was, fuck I, that. I wasn't in the navy. That. I was in the I was in the army. I I chose to do a hole in the ground. Also, yeah. I tried to join the navy, and the navy recruiter never showed up to work. Like literally, <laughs> I waited outside this. Too many poppers the night before. Woo! <laughs> It's it's not okay. It's so funny. This is a weird cultural thing, and I I I don't understand it. I I love doing it, but I don't understand it. I participate in it. It's okay to make to like poke fun at at, at the navy and sailors for being gay. Right. It's not okay to poke fun at people for being gay, but you're allowed no. to call the navy gay for some reason. Whether you're you're poking fun at them or celebrating it, it doesn't matter. You're allowed to make jokes about it. And that's an interesting distinction made culturally. And, and I think that's, it's interesting. It, it almost makes me wish I was gay because it's always very hilarious. And now with that distraction, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what Dig's smoking from while I get this part that I need to cut out of the show now. <laughs> the humble bong. Let's talk about the bong. Let's talk about glass. Now this this episode is a little beginner oriented. We, we said whenever we, we strategize this out that we want to have New info for new smokers and maybe our longtime listeners who are all probably pretty heavy potheads will pick something up new. So let's break down the bong at its most basic level. You just saw Dig with one. I've got oh, this, go. my green tsunami piece here. The thing with the bong is it filters and it does this in a lot of ways. Typically it does it with water and you can see right here. I hit the weed, I smoke it, it goes down here and it pulls through the water, which filters it. It gets some of the shit that I might inhale into my lungs out and makes a smoother experience. Now, this bong also has this honeycomb chamber and maybe one of our glass blowing listeners can, can, can inform me on this. I think this is purely aesthetic. Unless maybe it, it cools the smoke on the way up. There's no water in here. This just seems to be a maze for flies to get cotton dye in. But you do notice the bigger the bong, the more smoke you can pull, the more gigantic rips you can take. And that's why often the hardcore fucking you know dude on the couch on true romance guys are smoking out of a bong all day i would think well and, and a bong uh serves some advantages to to a pipe so a lot of so a pipe you can take pretty big ricks but there's a limit because a pipe is providing a straight pathway from the bowl to your fucking mouth so if you hit it too hard you're gonna get like hot pieces of burning weed in right. your mouth so like don't do that so filtration, guys, I'm going to break all your old stone. <coughs> oh. That study that looked at those Thai fishermen that were smoking those bongs. They lived longer, even though they smoked a ton of tobacco from them. 
was maybe a little bit flaw. They only also only ate fish and fished all day right. and were very physically active. They didn't sit there and do podcasts all day. So it's probably not filtering out much carcinogens. But what it is doing is it's giving you safety from those crispies. Yep. So when you're just yanking on a ball and just like, as hard as you can, just pulling fire, that water's putting that out and saving you. So right. you can hit a bong hard. You can hit it so hard and you and and just make big clouds because you're not worried about those crispies getting in your mouth. So you can get much higher off of a bong much faster. They're also very efficient because yes. of how the airflow works through them. That's a that's a that's a big thing and that's a good point. Though like snappers and shit always come out of bongs cuz the bowl holds it in and it slurps it all down. Like I would probably say I'm not a primary flower smoker like you like I'll, I'll go Actually, I think when we last recorded, it was when I last smoked. But what I do, I go to the bong. And while I never really thought explicitly about this, I hate those crispies. And I hate a harsh hit worse than anything. And uh, that's probably why ultimately I gravitate towards the bong, even though I take pussy hits. Because I, I do not like getting that shit in my mouth. It hurts and it tastes bad. And I would also know, Dig, while you're, while you're sipping on your DP there. Um, bongs also, in terms of tasting the flower, because the flower is a whole experience. You get high, of course, but you also smell it and taste it and get the experience of popping into the grinder and feeling it and talking to your partner and going, oh, look at the purple on this and everything. Like the flavor aspect of it, the bong to me is second only to the vaporizer. Like pipe weed pretty much tastes like pipe weed, period. Okay. I agree with you that pipe weed can go either way. If it's really good weed, it's going to shine through no matter how you smoke it. Fair. Like, like, like some certain, some like really good, like, weed you're gonna taste it no matter what now I, evan may disagree with me bong is good but you've got to get a big hit to really get a good taste because you That's lose true. some you met like i get people i it does feel like you lose something with the water something something is maybe terps i don't know you maybe you lose maybe it just juzzles everything around in a new way but i feel like you have to take like a bigger hit with a bong to get the same flavor i think the best way to experience the full range of terpenes <laughs> excuse me is the the people say venerable but actually the second newest on this list the joint the joint the joint the bong was invented like 10,000 years ago by like some people in asia and they smoked tobacco like they would well not 10,000 years ago. it's older than joint papers joint papers don't exist until industrialization when they're manufacturing paper that makes a lot of sense now, what they were doing, I don't remember if they were rolling it in newspapers before that, but you still need mass produced Bible paper. pages. Right, no, not Bible pages. It was newspapers, I think. Uh, it was being an asshole. But, but right. But it was originally cigarettes, but also eventually cannabis. But it's new. Like, it, like joint paper and, and paper in general, like, like any kind of paper, like on a – that's uniform that you can roll joints out of like envelopes. None of this shit exists without factory and assembly lines. Wow. Like the, like the harmonica doesn't exist without that. There's certain things in this world that don't exist pre mass production. And guys, I hate to tell you joint papers are one of them. Cigarette paper wasn't invented until I, I did a whole episode on this. I don't have my notes in front of me. But it wasn't invented until like 1792 in Alcoy, Spain or something. Wow. So the joint, while people can uh, uh, equate it with old people, is like actually like the new kid on the block. Dang. Uh, yeah. Or like, you know, second youngest because vaporizers, which we'll get to in a second. Mm. But um, the thing about a joint is as that cherry moves along the joint, 
there's different layers of temperature throughout the whole length of the joint. Like you've got the burning hot cherry, which is just right. fucking everything up, right? Right. But you've got a you've got a degree of temperature throughout that whole joint as you're smoking it. So you, all the terps that vaporize at different levels are getting vaporized oh. at whatever levels they need to. Yes, sir. Okay. We're getting it now. We're getting it now. So so the that's the reason that a joint, I think, if you want to get the whole spectrum of flour, mm. while you're adding something, like the paper adds a dirty bit to it. I'm sorry. It just does. I'm, I'm but, sensitive to rolling paper. I don't really like joints. And it took me a long time. Like <coughs> my partner doesn't like joints. And the way I got her, we had to go. We, we both, we bought a bunch of different rolling papers. We tried a bunch. Mm. And she still doesn't like it all the time, but I found one that works for us. What's that? It's hempire. It's empire. Uh, it's a bleached um, hemp paper. Here. Oh, see, maybe maybe I need to try some shit like that because I'm I literally it's either a raw coat or a random. I these folks these these this people doesn't don't that's smoke, cool. They don't they don't sponsor the show. They're made in the Czech Republic. Um, they're hempire. They come in this and then they come in like this Aztec-y looking package for whatever fucking reason. And this is what I like. Now, I know people bitch about bleach paper. Um, I, I don't give a fuck. I like it. So whatever. I like uh, it a lot too. I was listening. I just check and I got a hate message while you were telling me this. Uh, I was listening. I'm, I'm good at this. D ignore the haters while we're recording. Yeah. We're, we're being beautiful, beautiful, fancy lads right now. And I don't want them to flame on our parade. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. I'm not going to get worked up. I just want to let you know that just cause I, I, I was reading and listening. I like to be a polite person. But let's well, talk about if we have haters, that means people are emotionally responding to the show. And that means that what we're producing, while maybe it's not good, it's at least provocative. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, in this in this case, it was a Reddit post where I was saying, you know, Indiana is Oklahoma without weed. People really didn't like that. But anyway, that's OK. <laughs> I've never been to Indiana. That. It's Oklahoma without weed. More more trees. Um, let's talk about some, let's talk about, you brought it up a second ago. Joints are, and I know I had something on joints. I got stumbled up. The thing that you said about temperatures and trips interests me because I've noticed, and this is specifically whenever you've got like a big fat, like fucking twisted up hog leg ass joint, the bottom mm -hmm. of that joint always has a really specific, and it doesn't matter what strain you're smoking, like eggy taste. And I'm uh, wondering if that is due to that shit burning down and the temperature changing now. Cause I always taste that eggy taste at the bottom egg, of a joint. Egg? Like kind of like sulfury, eggy, heavy taste. Oh, yeah. fuck, Evan. What are you? Um, okay. That's all the time when I smoke joints. That. That we that ooks me out. Okay. So I eat a lot of eggs all day. Right. Like yeah. I, I have chicken. <laughs> so like maybe I'm not maybe I'm not tasting that because I'm just my mouth is egg. Like I just like. I eat like two eggs every day, every morning. I like the taste of eggs. Mm. Um, a lot of times when I smoke a joint in the morning, I have egg in my mouth from breakfast. Like, right. But like, <laughs> I don't generally taste egg. In, and I don't taste sulfur in my eggs either. My eggs are probably nice. They're, my chickens live here and they eat only nice things. I don't. And I, I worry that if you're tasting sulfur, that someone might be using sulfur late in flour as a pest control measure that maybe that's not good. I mean, maybe, and that definitely for like the shitty brick weed and shit that I was smoking but I back just, in high school. I worry about that. Like if you're, but I don't know. Like I, so I'm not sensitive to certain things other people are. So 
I've got certain perfumes and shit get me and I am rather sensitive to like, I can't like, I hate going to Florida because you can't take a bath there because then, you know, you stink like the, the water forever. So like, it could just be that I'm sensitive to that, but I do taste it. The fatter the joint, the closer you get to the bottom as it gets all gummy and shit. Like it just tastes that way to me. It could just be that oh. I've drawn that association now and that's what it is. But like, it's actually one of the reasons I don't like joints is because of that nasty, sticky, eggy, sulfury taste at the bottom. Yeah. The, some of them will get resonated, but like right. I, 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 um, I always roll with a crutch, so that helps a little bit. Is that what's the difference between a crutch and a? a I, I'm lost. Is that like a filter? Well, so people call them filters, but they don't filter shit. There's okay. no, air passes through it. A crutch. Well, here a crutch is like a folded up piece of paper. Okay, and it's just an, and it helps keep the weed out of your mouth. So you fold up a paper in like a little zigzag pattern, and then you roll it in on yes. itself to create a little circle with a zigzag pattern in the middle. And you can get fancy. You can roll like little fancy patterns in it if you want. Yeah. And then you put it in the end of your joint. <coughs> and if you learn to roll with them, they'll, they'll add a little structure. Right. So you can hold on to that. You can pass it a little easier. They're the only way I can roll. Yeah. And so I, I really, I really enjoy it. So like I'll roll with, uh, with, a with a paper and then I buy, uh, I buy crutch paper cause I roll joints a lot. Right. And I'll run out of business cards and stuff real quick. So I just buy, and I plus I if I keep a business card, it's because I want to call that person. Fair, so if I roll their face and phone, phone number into a, a crutch, then I don't have that anymore. So I just and I they used to be fifty cents, right? And now they're way more expensive. I feel like fucking God. Biden. I'm kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> It's my thing. Anytime anybody put, brings put up a, anything, put an I did put an I did that sticker. Just <laughs> slap it right there. Don't say anything. Don't mention it. Just put it right there in the forehead. Forehead, dude. Oh, don't say it. never mention it again. <laughs> I kind of want to do slip some I did that stickers into dispensaries now, but I don't want to deface somebody's property for a dumb joke that only two people would find dude, funny. No, <laughs> if we're gonna do if we're gonna do that, we need to make stickers. If you're gonna do vandalism, so you can promote the show or my show or someone's show, like don't promote nonsense. The bong loads and BS chronicles. All right, sorry for the distraction there. We had a good combo going before I made a stupid ass joke. Oh yeah, what were we talking about? Joints. Yes. Joints. And and then we we didn't even really talk about blunts, I guess, because I think Let's we that in. introduced. Okay, well we we'll talk about the two like the so blunts. So there's a couple different ways. Like so, a, a true <laughs> blunt is a cigar that you've split down the middle, and you've emptied out his guts, which are the tobacco, and then you take that wrap that that cigar tobacco leaf that wrap, and then you roll weed in it, and that's okay. a blunt. And you can uh, have a blunt. What? Go ahead. I have a question for you on that. And yeah. I, I, I'm looking at a chart. I pulled this up whenever you said that with joint versus split versus blunt. And I feel like the chart might be incorrect because this says that a blunt has tobacco wrapped in with the cannabis, like cigar tobacco. And I feel like that's not always or even often. That, well, okay. So there are different ways to roll a blunt, right? So it's, it's not as a, a, a spliff is very specifically uh, a tobacco and joint, like a tobacco okay. and cannabis joint or cigarette. Okay. That's a spliff. Now I feel like a blunt because I used to roll blunts with tobacco blended, and I I gut like uh, uh I like to gut black and milds and fill them with weed. I used to take some of the black and mild tobacco and put it back in with the weed, so I'd have like a nice blend. I don't do that anymore, but like I used to. Right. So like 
but that's still a blunt, even if it has a little tobacco in it. Like it's not a cigar anymore. You know what I mean? Okay. So I, was just but being, you, I wouldn't call it a spliff. Cause I, I know plenty of people who don't do tobacco at all and still smoke blunt. So thanks for the clarification. Well, they're still smoking tobacco because of the leaf. Cause that, cause the leaf that wrap, even if it's pressed into paper. So even that, even a black and mild where it looks just like paper, that's pressed tobacco. That's oh. tobacco. So that okay. paper around a black and mild is tobacco. So when you gut a black and mild, you sweet a black and mild, you pull out that inner slow burn paper and you put weed down and you smoke it up. You're smoking tobacco, tobacco, brother. When you when you when you when you freak a backwoods and you bust open a backwoods, that's a tobacco leaf that you're okay. smoking your weed in. Even a fucking night, what do you call them? Night owls or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You those cheap ass cigars. I, I like them. I fucking love them. I'm bad. I'll bust them up. Bro, you got one of those, you fill it with, it's still tobacco because that shit that it's wrapped in is made out of tobacco. It's got right. nicotine, brother. So if you're smoking blunts, you are smoking tobacco. And that's why I almost didn't talk, want to talk about it on this right. list because it's not a pure consumption method. And it's it definitely like as a, as a heavy smoker and somebody who like pays attention to what his buzz feels like at all times, I can tell you for a fact that there's definitely a synergy effect between nicotine and THC. And you're absolutely right about that. Blunts do hit different. And I bet that's part of it because I, I don't want to go giving unhealthy information to people. You should not start smoking to make your weed hit better. But like that cigarette after you just got really stoned always makes that high a little bit better, always makes it a little more intense. And it's just like, I okay, trigger warning for cravings and shit. If you just done a bump and you smoke a cigarette and it makes it hit harder, don't do that. Drugs are bad. I've stopped doing drugs and you should too, because I told you to. Or if you've <laughs> eaten a handful of pain pills and you smoke that first cigarette, like, oh, and you're mostly, you're mostly just hearing my fucking terrible association with cigarettes and drugs. But the other side of that is nicotine potentiates that shit. And because of that, a blunt is going to hit different Dude, than a joint. Listen, you know what, you know what I hate about being a non-smoker now? Cause I used to smoke. I used to be a fucking all I miss weed like because i'll still smoke a blunt every now and then and it and it, and it does it's a it does hit different right but i don't smoke tobacco at all by itself ever right good man and i don't i don't really allow myself a blunt anymore right. um unless it's a special occasion right. like if you and i like got together in person and when a podcast, yes when 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 plane ticket prices go down when daddy Evan gets a fucking fat ass freelance contract, maybe oh, we'll see. It, like, if you if you go to Portland, you need to let me know because that's not that far. From, like, oh, it's far, but it's not as far as Oklahoma. Fair, fair. Um, fair. But oh no, what was I talking about? Oh fucking what blunts? blunts? Oh tobacco, dude. I miss doing mushrooms and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, buddy. Oh my god, dude. My, oh, and let me tell you something. You could just take one down in a puff, man. Dude, Sorry. if you like speaking of drug mixing drugs with other drugs, ladies and gentlemen, if when you when you um, do psychedelics, the two I'm thinking of specifically are acid or LSD or um, or mushrooms. Don't the do two acid. Safe ones. Yeah, OK, uh, <laughs> the two ones. wow. OK, acid. I, I will I will tell you that if you do a bunch of mushrooms, 99 out of 100 times, folks, you will be absolutely fine. Um, I am not responsible for the one out of 100 of you that fucking decides that they're going to fucking scale a cliff because they're following the sprite that is actually a piece of dust on the end of a fucking dandelion floating in the breeze, okay? 
You don't want to I, suffer a terrible injury on mushrooms. It'll be the worst time of your life. I oh, dude, no, listen, listen. I've done, I've done some like bouldering on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner took me out to uh, a place, and I was rolling. I did a bunch of mushrooms in the parking lot, <laughs> and then we went, we went to the, we went on a hike, and um, the 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 forest just came alive. Oh yeah, and, dude. And I, I when I when, and, and I just got all scraped up, dude. I got oh, all scraped because I was like scaling up rocks. And yeah. Stuff. Like, but 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 also like I'm very athletic, folks. So don't 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 do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a, a psychedelic related question that's gonna completely detract track, but I'm very interested. The last time I tripped on mushrooms, like two years ago, I found that for the time that I was tripping, I was so insanely physically coordinated. I could like palm a basketball and I could dribble it between my legs and fucking I was swishing threes out in the driveway and shit, like just locked in swish, swish, swish. And like, is that a mushroom thing? Could you like, you know, scale your rocks with superhuman agility? Uh, Okay. So here's, here's the, here's the goddamn of it. Yes. And no. And sometimes and never. Okay. So, so yes. Um, sometimes mushrooms can help you enter flow states very easily. Which is why professionals microdose. Sorry right, to right, right. So the first time I ever played harmonica really well in a group setting, I had had a mushroom stem. I had right. said yes to drugs and it paid <laughs> off. And um, as it sometimes and does. I, and it was it was wonderful. It was a wonderful time. But this time I had done what I call the well, my personal dose, which is I eat mushrooms until I feel like I'm going to puke. Okay. And then I wash the last bit of it down with Dr. Pepper. And, okay. and then, and then I, I walk <laughs> off into the forest. Mm. That is not a microdose, and it did not make me more coordinated. I don't even know if I closed my mouth the entire time I was oh, I out bet. there. I, I, I was, I was gone. I was not more coordinated. I was barely functioning. Oh yeah, dude. They can, they can do that to you and they make it seem like, or maybe they really make it. I don't know. They make it seem like plants are talking to you. So I could see a forest being in a forest, a real overwhelming thing. Well, I've, I wouldn't say so, talking's a strong word. Communicating. Communicating. Yeah. Communicating that's fair. seems apt. Like I've had times where like the bag of mushrooms in the drawer has kind of communicated with me and said shit like, Hey dude, maybe you should slow down on the pain pills. And like, I know I sound like a nut job, and I am an unstable person in many regards, but I also know how crazy that sounds, and I swear it happened. That's all. Um, well, yeah, I have I have some mental issues as well. But what I, but what I will what I will say is um, some something like I don't know they they alter your perception, but like you know you just gotta go with it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna alter like if you if you fight your alteration of perception you're fucked um you if you try to fight like whatever the direction that your mind's going to take you uh, you're going to have a bad time you just kind of have to like i always talk about just i like like this is a way to frame it and now we're getting into we're talking about joints and then like by the way hey, folks my shroom talk this is but, all in wheelhouse uh, but but yeah respect the mushroom right like, don't don't take mushrooms and think you're going to have the kind of time you want to have. You're going to have the kind of time the mushrooms think you need to have. Right. And no matter no matter what you do, that's going to happen. So if you fight it, the mushrooms are going to fucking slap you. Yes. Right. Right in the face. And to that end, from the topic of harm reduction, 
I know we got some listeners who are new to stuff. I actually pretty, cause I talk about mushrooms on here. I pretty routinely get people messaging me, asking me questions and shit, which is cool. Please ask me questions. I'm not a doctor, but I'll give you my perspective. Don't do psychedelics but alone. Don't do psychedelics alone. You assholes. And if you're going to do it in like a social setting, unless everybody else is planning on tripping balls, the best way to get a good social buzz out of mushrooms is to do what Dave said. Just take a cap or a stim and just let it kind of float you along without tripping. Anyway, let's talk about vaporizers. Okay, yeah, I like vaporizers. A vaporizer is what I use when I can't properly ventilate my room mm. because it's winter. And right. so I'll use a vaporizer because I don't want the smoke to just hang around in the room for hours. Right. So um, I have I have a volcano. Big respect. That's the primo shit. I'm jealous. I Every time you bring it up, I'm jealous. And I like the volcano, but I also have like, uh, other other vaporizers. Uh, companies have sent me a couple of vaporizers that I've tried that I've reviewed on the Backseat Chronicles. Right. I have one here. Called, oh, it's uh, oh it, yeah, that yeah, looks the, cool as fuck. So this is the the Hydrology NX from Cloudius. <laughs> it's like it's dirty. I need to clean it. I'm not going to hit it because there's no weed in it. But because it's it's not winter. I I know I'm bad, but I need to. I need to talk about it on my podcast. I still haven't yet. I'm horrible, but um, uh, it's it's nice. It's like a bong, and it uh, it but it's a vaporizer, and I like that because it gives you that ability to really rip through water that feels nice. Yes. Um, and but in a little package that, and I, I always kind of think of it like, you know, if if your sex robot had a dick attached, to it, <laughs> it could get you high. This. This would be it, and I, be it's one. really neat. I should talk about that on the the company. Probably loves that. Like it's like a robot dick for your hey. sex robot that gets you high, right? Hey, if it gets you high, it. that's well, they yeah. I don't know. I get it. It's, it reminds. That's what I think of. I think of like a a space bong or like a robot dick when I put when I when I put this up to my mouth. Is what I think of. That definitely looks like so something I, that you would buy at Adam and Eve for sure. Right, right. Like, what, what do I do with this? And I put it. No, no, no. It's it's a bong. Oh, okay, sure See, it is. The top tickles this part, and the bottom goes in. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing Grab about it. vaporizers. Yep. One thing that's pretty cool about uh, vaporizers uh, that I that, that that more people should know is well, let's just go back to that new explanation mode for a minute. Let's pretend that people listening don't know anything about a vaporizer, which is cool. Like, I want to educate you. A vaporizer is different from any other method of flower combustion because it's not combustion. Where with a joint, a bong, a spliff, a blunt, you're putting a lighter to it with your vaporizer. Some vaporizers still use light, do, do use lighters, but the whole point is to use inductive, I believe is what it's called, heating, to heat the weed up to the point that the THC and the terpenes, which we'll touch on in a minute, vaporize, and you inhale that. I, I'm assuming that's probably safer in terms of inhaling carcinogens. And it also lets you take the weed, they call it ABV, already been vaped. It's usually a brownish color. There are even charts you can look up online to figure out whenever to pull the ABV vest. You can pull that out of your vaporizer after you vaped it. And you can, if you're real brave, you can smoke it. I don't suggest that. Or Don't do it. It's gross. It's gross. Or if you, if you have the stomach for it, you can grind it up into a fine paste or just sprinkle it on some peanut butter on like a graham cracker and eat it. Instant you know what? High. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. If you want to experience something that's similar to brown frown, <laughs> like, 90s, like 90s mexican brickweed oh yeah take some abv and do a big old bong rib of it i'll tell you what you'll get a headache and right. you'll be hungry and you won't be high and there you go 
Oh, you might get. <laughs> you get like the fucking C-list version of that indica high, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Now you. Oh, it'd be so bad. Don't smoke that shit. But it will. Now I can't do it because I'm a super high tolerance user. But like, honestly, I don't think that fire vaporizers are the best for high tolerance users anyway. So if you are at a point in your weed smoking career, and I respect you if you're at this point, that you can take your pocket vape or your desktop vape like Diggs Volcano or my Airizer, and uh, vape it up, and it actually still gets you stoned. Then putting it on peanut butter and eating it, which is called a firecracker actually is a pretty decent edible high and smoking the abv like dick said don't recommend but it, it, the it, the taste of it complements the peanut butter enough that you know if you don't like the crunchy texture you just grind it up and put it in the peanut butter but it's uh, it's like a free well, extra this is edible why high. i don't eat abv i don't i can't, i'm allergic to peanut butter mm. well so i other never eat too. it yeah, I would just throw that shit in the trash. You oh, dude. For edibles. I oh, dude. You're wasting. Just, oh, just right right here in the trash. Just right in here. That's my heart breaking, man. Broken. Just broke it right over my knee and throw it in my trash can with my ABV. I, I, <laughs> I don't use my airizer anymore, so that's, that's okay. Just because it doesn't like... I, I do like the idea of the desktop vape, but like the bag gets all gunky and you're carrying around this ridiculous clown bag of air vapor around your home and you smoke the whole thing. And like, I, I don't know, maybe I, I've actually never smoked out of like a big one stores device, like a volcano. So maybe it's the quality. Like I don't think air is low quality, but like, I think I would need a dueling tolerance break just for a vaporizer to get me high. So I, a lot of the littler vaporizers don't get me very high. They get me a little high, right. but, but this one, this one. And then, that stores in Bickle, that volcano. Um, if I if I crush a bag from the volcano at a high, at like, a, like a middle to high temperature, mm-hmm. I feel it. You bring up something else too that we should tell our users. That's another very cool thing about a vaporizer. Oh it's- yeah, you can select the temperature, which affects the way it's going to affect you. If right. grandma needs medicine effects, but you don't want to get her super ripped, you pull the temperature down to like two fifty two. And she's basically doing CBD hits. It's, it's still going to fuck her up because she's grandma. And she doesn't. Have but it's not going to like send her to plan nine and shit. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's a great thing to have. And you can also if again, you're like me and you like to really be in control of the quality and the feeling of the buzz you feel like I'm to a point where I take different edibles at times of the day because I know how they make me feel and what I need to do with the buzz. Like that can be a very helpful thing, because as we'll go into next. Like the terps and shit that you get with the bud and how they they burn and the order in which they burn can really affect the quality of your high in a way that, at least as far as I know, no other medicine touches. Um, and Dig, it looks like he might be getting his volcano here now to explain this, but basically with the vaporizer. Uh, I, oh. I was going to tell you what my favorite temperature setting was, yeah, but I didn't it. remember. So when I use my volcano, I use it at 356 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. And, and that's... That- that's middle high. Like I could go up to like, I think it goes up to like four something, mm-hmm. but anything over 370, I, it starts to feel more smoky and that's not why I'm vaporizing. That's fair. Um, but yeah, um, I like it. Now I've been, I'm, I'm a scumbag. Me and my wife have been using the same bag since I got it. Right. But eventually that'll be gross. And then we'll, we'll but it came with four bags. Right. So like you've got, a few bags that it's expensive. Like it's a, right. it's a luxury purchase. I don't, I don't recommend it as like your sole consumption device. It's a very involved experience. It's loud as fuck. Yeah. It's lo- you here. I'll fucking, I'm wearing headphones. Yeah, crank it. I've got a mic. I'm going to turn on the heating element. And just turn on the 
hear this. This is why you need the YouTube. You can see this. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like there's a vibrator going off. Yeah. It sounds like a, yes. That's, it sounds like a vibrator. Perfect, perfect way to describe it. It sounds like a vibrator. Why is it heating? Turn off, please. (laughs) Off. Uh, Oh, yeah. Episode 79, Dig Burns His House Down. Oh, okay. I hope not. Okay, good. I don't want to speak your house burning down into reality. Please don't do that to Dig. Oh, okay. So, the thing about this thing is it's such a beautiful piece of German technology right. is that when you turn off the heating element, mm. it's not, it doesn't show the temperature going down until it actually stops and goes back down. Wow. So you turn off the heating element and the, the heat, the temperature is still racing up then slows down and then starts to go back down. So you don't see an immediate result because it's telling you the actual temperature of the heating element. Cause you yeah. need to know exactly the temperature. Of the heating element at I mean, all that is times. The point. You're trying to put exacting control. You might as well have the most granular and exact of controls, I suppose. Dude, I, I love this thing. Like it, 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 it makes it warms my cold dead heart in a lot of way. I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was all worth it. Consumerism, man. The upside of consumerism. We it's all my tasty things. treat. I get it. I look at my computer and I feel the same way. I understand completely. Now, do you look at the inside of that bag ever all stuck together and be like, oh shit, that's what my lungs look like now? I'm worried that my lungs, like, I'm going to take in too draw long a breath and they're just going to stick together. <laughs> That's gonna be- I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I feel way better than when I, now than when I smoked cigarettes oh, okay. and weed. So like, yeah, I have a bit of a cough and yeah, like I can get a little <laughs> snotty if I smoke too many, but do many bong ribs, but like, it's nothing compared to like a pack a day cigarette habit, dude. It's just not, it's not yeah, even no, remotely sure. in the same ballpark. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and so I guess, I guess like, I don't know. I don't worry about that, dude. I don't, <laughs> maybe I should, but I don't like, I've got, I've got other problems. I don't worry about my lungs. I'll worry about my lungs when they stop like, working. Yeah. Like, when they're like, you, you have a lung problem. It's like, Oh fuck. I do. Okay. Well, I better do something about that. Huh? Sorry. I don't know. That no. might not be the right answer, but that's the answer <laughs> hey, I'm giving you. <laughs> no right answers on bongos and bullshit. Although going well, through I don't my know, list, don't give a shit. I guess <laughs> we've uh, we we've nailed down a lot of the consumption methods, and now for the end of the show, and hopefully we've kept some people because this has been a pretty good informative ep. I would like to talk more specifically about the way weed gets you high, the way that 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 you get a buzz because like it's a pretty involved process, and even though it seems like you know you smoke the flower, the flower gets you high, and that's all. It's a little more complex than that. Um, and you can look at it almost like, uh, okay, good. I almost gave you a pickup there. I'm glad I didn't because now you're back to the, the, the volcano. Um, the, the jar weed. Ah, good, good jar weed. The, I lost my train of thought. The thing with flour is every high is different. From every strain that you smoke, it's going to be different. And new users especially can notice this because they're the ones that are feeling the effects most strongly. And you could talk about indica versus sativa and blah, blah, blah. I personally don't super buy into that as far as the high goes, but there is something called the entourage effect. And I'm probably going to speak wrong on this. So I'm just going to give the real high level basic idea to our listeners. So you can look at your, your, your weed that you're smoking, your flower that you're smoking as, as two components. First, you have the THC, the tetrahydrocarbonol or whatever, and that's the thing that gets you high. But then the flower you smoke also has these things called terpenes terpenes aren't exclusive to weed they're in pretty much everything you eat everything you drink besides water they're in your fucking or some form of them is in your laundry soap like your laundry detergent terpenes are everywhere 
But as it turns out with weed and especially with combusted and vaporized flour, those terpenes interact with the THC and cause you to have those different highs. Now, uh, Dig's still grinding and Dig, I will promise I will give you the four back here in a minute. I made up a little list. I went online and I looked up the five most common terpenes in cannabis strains. And a lot of these we covered in an old segment called Know Your Terps from way back, but it's worth talking about them a little bit again. Uh, the first on the list was myrcene. Myrcene is, you do see in a lot of strains, you find it in mangoes, and it's known as a, a pain-killing and anti-inflammatory terp. So whenever, like say Dig, cause he has, you know, he has his problems, like physical problems that he smokes for, the anti-inflammatory aspect could help in much the same way that a handful of ibuprofen would. Meanwhile, the second most common terp is limonene. And uh, limonene, and I'm sorry, Dig, I really don't mean to hog it this long. I'll stop after this one. Limonene is kind of the other end of the cannabis spectrum because it is known to provide a mood uplift. And it is in pretty much any kind of citrus that you would eat. So like if you eat an orange, you get limonene. If you uh, squirt a little lemon in your iced tea, you're getting limonene. And if you smoke a strain of fucking grapefruit asshole or whatever from the dispensary, that's probably a sativa or sativa hybrid. It also has limonene in it. And that's why a lot of sativa smokers tend to gravitate towards those citrus strains. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Dig. That was a big, long rip from No, me. that was nice. That was nice, 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 nice. So yeah, the, um, I just took a big bong rip and lost my tr- Oh, right. So there's other major cannabinoids besides. So talking about the entourage text, talk about terpenes, talk about THC, but there's also some other cannabinoids that sometimes, but not always occur in your cannabis flower. <laughs> One of them is THCA, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily get you high, but has some medicinal uh, effects that, that are not completely understood yet. Um, one, uh, and it, for example, it's supposed to help with, uh, with PTSD. Right. Um, that's the one I know about it. Now, another one that's very common is CBD. You see a lot of it isolated right. away from the other cannabinoids, which actually the best way for CBD to work its magic is in tandem with a small amount of THC. Now, so in flower, you might look for strains like ACDC, which is a one to 20 <laughs> which is like 1% uh, THC to 20% CBD. Hard to find. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Um, You can welcome yourself to your own home grow jungle with ACDC, (laughs) the wonderful weed strain. Then there's uh, strains like Canatonic. I've got a wonderful example outside um, that's supposed to be a one-to-one, which is like 10% THC, 10% CBD. And then I've also got a two-to-one, which is a, cbd dutch tree i'm a big believer in c in cbd in flower as as a medicinal medicinal as a medicinal medicinal herb right (laughs) as as something to help in tandem with thc now what i don't th uh, cbd by itself is fine but you're not getting the full benefit without his brother thc to help him Right. Someone's got to hold down the bully while you beat his ass. All right. That's what what Big Brother THC is for. It holds down like the pain and then CBD beats the shit out of the inflammation. All right. You need them both. You you can't have a proper like coming of age story without. But, you know, know, anyway, the point is you, you need THC to get the full benefit of CBD. And then there's some other ones. Right. There's CBN. CBD. Um, CBG, right? So there's a couple other ones that do some things that I should be educated about, but I'm not. So uh, there's other cannabinoids besides THC that interact with our system. Some strains have them. Some strains don't. 
Some strains have them in differing levels. And each of those levels, right? So each of those types, I'm talking one to 20, 20 to ones, one, 10 to ones, two to ones, one to ones, right? All these ratios describe a different type of cultivar of just CBD to THC ratios. There's other percentages of those chemicals in that flower from 0% all the way to sometimes 5%. Right. So like every cultivar provides a different terpene profile and, um, and, 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 and cannabinoid profile. Right. So the way it's going to affect you is going to be unique to, to you and its medical benefit is also going to be unique to you. And that's why some people struggle medicating with cannabis is because they struggle with the amount of legwork you have to do in the research and knowing your body, you have to be able to do to really do it effectively. It's one of the only legal drugs. that's also a hobby. If you want to call it a drug medications. Uh Oh, I make just make the mad. Sorry. No, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I've been struggling with this, right? Cause I don't, I I've been, I've been trying my whole life in, in my, in my personal and my professional life and everything I've done to try to minimize the stigma Fair. Of, of the word drug, because I think it's an imperfect way to describe anything like yeah. aspirin's a d- drug and the crank I could buy down the street and snort off the table and enter a heal whole new phase of life with yeah, is also a sure. drug. Like, how is that? How is that? That's not, that's not remotely that. So fuck. What is a drug? A right. drug is nothing. A drug is okay. Well, what's a medicine? Same problem. Right. Co- cocaine's a medicine depending on how you use it. Uh, a doctor junkie fucking opioids are a medicine. Nah, I get it. So, so like, I don't have a problem with people calling cannabis a drug even any more than I have a problem with them calling it a medication. I I just, I don't, I call it a medication because that's the respected term, right? Right. That society wants to call it, but like, I don't care what you call it. Like it's not the same as those other things, but those other things aren't the same as each other. So I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable putting cocaine in the same class as opiates any more right. than I feel comfortable putting cannabis in the same class as those other substances or as a more dangerous. Oh, I think true. the way we fundamentally look at mind altering substances in this yeah. country is fundamentally wrong. So if we want to call cannabis a mind altering substance, I think maybe that's, but see, that doesn't perfectly Experience describe it either. Substance, right? it, like, it, like, yeah, it completely, I don't know. So it's hard, right? It's hard right. to define. And it, is it a medicine? Yes. Is it a drug? Yes. Is it, is it a recreational drug? Yes. Is it, is it, is it a medicine? Yes. Is the high part of the, the medicinal ben- benefit for some? Yes. Yes. Like, so it, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. Did you have to not enjoy your medication? Does yeah. Does it have to taste bad? Does it have to give you shitty side effects you don't like? And if it gives you a, a side benefit that you enjoy, does that make it bad? Yeah, I, I don't know. We have a fundamentally problematic um, relationship with pleasure in the monotheistic world. Okay? No, that's that's a fair way of looking at it, I think. Okay. It's interesting, too, because let's say 
tomorrow I decide to go to the doctor and I want to have a doctor treat my anxiety and like depression and fucking borderline problems. A doctor might put me on a pill and I might come to that doctor in two weeks and say to her, Hey, this isn't working. Or, you know, I feel better, but also I can't get a boner and now I'm shitting blood. And she might put me on another pill then. And then that pill might make my toes turn purple. And all of a sudden I say, fuck every other word. Like, like, I don't mean to be like, and I do have like an anti-vaxxer level fear of like antidepressant medications and anxiety medications that are probably pretty unfounded and bad. But my point is cannabis is the only one that you can go out with. And if you're in the right kind of state with the right kind of program, experiment on your own. For me, I moved out here thinking I would be chiefing on a vape card all day and discovered edibles, which we'll have another episode about. Um, for in, And even in terms of flour, bringing it back around to the main episode's topic, it's that way. Um, you can go to the store right now. You can buy one strain of weed that might make you fucking chill out on your couch and you don't give a shit what your house looks like and you're going to eat ice cream and watch Futurama or Rick and Morty all day. You could go to that same dispensary, buy another cultivar strain from that exact same grower and that shit has you up worried that your friends are mad at you and will clean in your house. And like, because of that, what Dig said is exactly right. You've got to experiment with the flower and you've got to find things that you like. And an important part of that that I've only learned recently in the last year is even though it might seem kind of nerdy and kind of snobby and kind of weed nerdish, if you make it a point to ask your bud tender to just give you the info on the Turk profile, most states require, or at least my state does, I can't say most states require the dispensary to have that on hand. You can use that, study it a little bit, maybe do it before or after you smoke up and check your notes. And over time, you will find a Turk profile that you like in the flower that you smoke. Dig likes Mersine, Pining, and the Minty one. Oh, I'm going to look that up. I don't I don't even know what to call it. The mint, the minty one. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the yeah. one that but like that those are like I know that there's kind of a basic turf file, part turf profile. It's like the piney indica profile, but that's like if, if you hand me something that's like that got it doesn't have to have all that, but if it's got that in it, I'm happy. Uh, there are some, including Carvacarol, which I've not I've not heard of any of these. Carvacrol, Nep Atalone, Timol methyl chavacol and beta philandrine which i have heard of but i know there's another one that's just straight mint. what's caryophylline right is caryophylline it- is one i believe yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i and- think i like caryophylline too and, and and actually um you guys and uh my buddy lucas made me actually look in to what i like and what i like is like basic boy like indica stuff like Af- right. straight afghan i love I love that Afghan, like piney, minty profile. And, you know, and, ba- and and skunk too, which is kind of slightly different, but. Right. But uh, I like that too. And I did have pining on the list. So you bring that up. Um, pining is actually one of the least researched terps. And it's kind of, a, I guess it's piney though, not minty. But this one is interesting because it is known to boost energy and improve focus, which I can vouch for in piney things. But it's also known to increase airflow to your lungs. Which is kind of a weird thing to think you vape some pining and all of a sudden you're breathing a little better. But I've definitely, as a, as a recovered speed freak, I know that definitely taking different drugs can make you breathe better. So I'm inclined to believe it. Um, and then there's also, you said caryophylline. So I'll save my humiliating talk. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't, I see. Here's the thing. I, I just learned what terps I like. I don't actually know what they do. I'm just like, because because y'all, y'all were like, oh, you should learn your terp profile. And I'm like, you know what? These motherfuckers are right. Back when it was smoking right. oakies i'm like right. i guess i guess i should probably know what i'm looking for so i started looking at my favorite strains and they were like mercy 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 pining caryophylline 
Mercy and pining, mercy and pining, Karaophylline, mercy and pining, Karaophylline, and then like a couple other minty terps. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I like mercy and pining and Karaophylline a lot. <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting too, um, because because those are, you know, mood uplifters. But then uh, the the mercy and the Karaophylline are supposed to have the painkilling effects. I found that I like shit with humulene in it. And looking at my list now. Uh, humulene is actually an appetite suppressant, which makes sense because I don't eat shit any day. But it, it one of its top abilities is apparently making you absorb other drugs better, which <laughs> completely helps me understand why I like humulene so much because I want my kratom and my cigarette in the morning to hit the absolute best that it can. Uh, Evan, Evan, Evan's, Evan's favorite weed is the weed that helps you do more drugs better. <laughs> yes. And, and to be clear, just in case like anybody's listening, I'm totally not on drugs. My, my chemical intake is caffeine, kratom, THC, and fucking that's it. Wait, mushrooms occasionally. So, you know. I'm on a long break from mushrooms. I talk about them lovingly, but see, I did this thing where I tripped. I, I decided it would be fun to trip out during the like 2020 riots when they were burning down the police Ooh. station and like, watch the coverage on CNN. No. I had a great time, bro. It was wonderful. But the people at my house were not having a good time. Right. And my partner, my partner was going, wanting to go to bed. And it was like dancing. I was like tripping out of my mind on mushrooms and like, like jokingly dancing for the God Shiva, like high as fuck on mushrooms. While, while the mob was like breaking in and trying to kill oh, the police God, at the man. CNN Plaza in Atlanta. Oh, now they, they were only trying to like, kill the police that weren't conspiring with them, dig. Listen, listen, <laughs> there was a guy with a skateboard that like was punching the glass at CNN and like his hand was getting bloody and then a street medic came and fixed him up and then he kept doing it. And I was like, babe, look, it's the pale horse. We're witnessing it. Oh man, you're poor. Like, it's like going ape shit, like going like and, and having a great time. Like I'm celebrating our doom, right? I'm right. having a great time. I'm I'm dancing the Kali dance, right? And my <laughs> wife is like trying to go to bed. It's like a it's all and so like after that, I decided to take a little break. Like figured I'd had my fun sure. for a while, and then eventually, you know, you know, maybe you know, maybe with the you know. This summer is supposed to get like it's, it'll get heated next year, maybe during midterms or something. And maybe right. I'll take another dose and turn on CNN. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. that uh, I couldn't do mushrooms and deal with that. I'm sorry. That's a hilarious story, though. <laughs> I get active. I'm not like I'm not like a, a let's do psychedelics and sit down and have a chat kind of guy. I'm oh. a let's do psychedelics and go run off kind of guy. I yeah, no, I like to do the tiny little bit of psychedelics that help me get my work done better. If I trip, I find out things about myself I don't like personally. We need to we need to explore that things about ourselves that we're uncomfortable about and confront them and then let the mushrooms personify them and then let those beings torture us for a few hours. And uh -huh. that's how we exercise our demons, right? I just want to go to a party, not figure <laughs> out the source of like my foot fetish and bloodlust. Like <laughs> I have one of those. I'll leave it to the audience to figure out which. <laughs> he like he likes it when they're extra smelly when you wear like oh, that's synth gross. Syn no. synthetic synthetic shoes you know like like some crocs 
or like some jellies. Oh yeah. Go to the mall in the summer, like an outdoor mall, like a flea market, walk around all day, yeah. girl. And then come see uh, Evan. I'll tell you how far the extent of that shit goes. <laughs> I, I was, I was streaming some beat saber on the internet the other night. And I was like, hun, why don't you move down the couch and put shoes on just in case that, that that's the extent just to make, cause I know that I know there's creatures out here. So it's bloodlust. I have bloodlust. Bloodlust is my problem. And I just want to be clear about that. You know, my, this, my, this little piggy went to market. My, my, my name on Reddit is shoegaze and I'm kind of creating a string of connections on here that I don't want people to make. I, I have crazy violent fantasies. I do not have a foot fetish there. There it's out in the open. I, I might imagine if I'm bored in line at Walmart, beating the, my temple off the counter until I die in front of everybody, but I will not look at your feet on the way down. See, it's so funny. You're, you're comfortable expressing like depraved violent acts. No, but just me, just me, thoughts of but me but me accusing you of wanting to suck on toes is somehow like worse to you uh, well one's true and one's not well i mean the truth you know is somewhat irrelevant right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just teasing you for being a foot, foot man That's... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so um now that we've hit this part of our um show where we completely derailed that i'm accusing evan of having a fetish he may or may not have maybe it's time for me to go grab another dr pepper and recording <laughs>